Yes, and it's weird. You're listening to the only Legal Legend podcast that can easily kill everyone. You're listening to Low Elo. Low Elo. Welcome to Low Elo 23. I'm your host, Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. E-Crayons, and with me as always is Dave, a.k.a. Compi386. How are you this week, Dave? I'm doing great, Jeff. I got my Mountain Dew right here, always crisp and refreshing. Oh, always crisp and refreshing Mountain Dew. And sharing the same seat for the first time ever, we have Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123, and Rin the Yordle. How are we getting along, you two? I'm still saying I'm better, but you know, it's K. It's K. I've got my Pepsi, so. I don't like you, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I show it goes here? all over my screen. <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> You're not replacing me. I'm not. That's why I'm here with you. I'm, I'm sitting on your lap going, why? hey. Hey, now you too. We love you both. <laughs> but this week we talk about the debut of TSM Evo. We talk about Darius's raging O penis. A new champion appears, and Riot steps up their game for new skins. But first, let's talk about the Tribunal. Now, the Tribunal has entered its one-year anniversary. More than 47 million votes cast to decide the uh, future of Summoners Everywhere. Has anyone in this call used the Tribunal before? Oh, yeah. Well, no, I used the Tribunal when it first came out. I tried a couple cases myself, but it got kind of boring really fast for me. I always imagine like a, a 30s, a 1930s industrialist walking into the scientists at the R&D department and saying, I don't care how, but does it work? And that's kind of the question I have for the tribunal. What do you guys think? Does it work? Well, here's, here's the stats. Let me give you the stats because I had my opinion and these kind of turned things a little bit for me. So apparently 47, like I said, 47 million votes have been cast in the tribunal. 51% of the cases in the tribunal result in a guilty verdict, with 5.7% of those earning permanent bans from the game. And 50% of players warned, now this is kind of a significant stat, 50% of players warned by the tribunal never end up there again. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So it's then, so it is working. I it works. Yes, it is. <laughs> Package it and sell it. I, it you know, before those stats came out, I would have been saying, you know what, the tribunal for me, it was a novelty. I jumped in there. I've probably judged maybe fifty to a hundred games, and then I just kind of forgot about it because I got bored. Yeah. yeah, and the inability to find it from the League of Legends homepage. Kind you, of... you think they'd make a bigger deal out of it, but you've got to do either scrolling or clicking to even find it. And yeah. well, that's I mean that's my big piece of uh, feedback for them. They're doing a bunch of enhancements, but I just put a big tribunal button right there at the very front of the page at LeagueOfLegends.com, yeah. and I also put it in the in-game client. Right next to the play for free button on the website. That would really make it a little more noticeable, I think. Yeah, or make it so that like if you're logged in, that the play for free button just turns into a tribunal button. <laughs> that would that that seems more reasonable, at yeah. least when you're logged in. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a coding nightmare. 
No, no, we're going <laughs> to, once again, you know, armchair developer here. I don't see how it could be that big of a deal to just go ahead and code the button so that it's dynamic. You only see it when you're in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, so it was an interesting, and I don't think it's an interesting experiment. I don't think anyone else has ever done this with the tribunal, the whole idea of crowdsourcing your community management. Now, there's still a hand, and I think I heard them say once that, Every single case that ends up with a guilty that could, you know, end up even with a temporary ban gets reviewed by a player support specialist or a community member at Riot, which is good for the quality standpoint. But uh, I, I kind of also want to hear the stat, and it's interesting they didn't put it in here. But what is the percentage of tribunal cases that were overturned by that person finally looking at it? You know, basically people quality uh, auditing the community there was eventually got out because of dna evidence <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a thread by pendragon i believe where he personally reviewed um any tribunal case where pers where a person got physically banned um, and he went through, and I think there was only two out of, like, 500 that he did on that thread that he overturned. Yeah. Said, so, you know what, that ban wasn't, that wasn't needed. And a physical, physical ban, that's, like, where they go and they break their keyboard, right? Like, they fly <laughs> somebody out from the player support team, they're just like... They send, send my buddy Rocco to your house, <laughs> break your kneecaps. Hey, you've been AFKing at a lot of these matches. <laughs> You know, we've been thinking, you probably don't have to join the match in order to AFK, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll see what happens with the tribunal going into the future. I think uh, for someone like myself who has limited time to spend on leisure, uh, it still isn't, it, it's just not an allure for me. But I know that a lot of other people have, you know, they've been getting their uh, points from the tribunal, and that supplements the way that they're able to play because it's a way well, for them to earn those extra points when they're not playing. So. Speaking of the points, that's when I gave up. When I, like, the first week... The yeah, when you got your balance. Out, <laughs> yeah, I got my, you know, congratulations, you get 50 RP, and I'm like, or IP, and I'm like, hooray, <laughs> not doing this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I was rewarded a little better, I'd still be doing it, but... Uh... What they need is they need, like, forum icons, like, some kind of community standing, like, a, like expert adjudicator or something yeah yeah well i think uh i think that's on the list somewhere down the line i've, I've seemed to remember someone saying that not necessarily for just the tribunal but i think like uh achievements is something that's going to happen i mean oh, yeah. we all see that coming right oh yeah oh, it's yeah. got it's gonna be awesome too i'm gonna get them all yeah no, there's, it's going to be, they've got to be real careful with that, though, because if they don't do it right, you can hear, I can already hear the uproar from the community. You put in an achievement for a pentakill with Eve, and now I'm getting trolled by everybody playing Eve, you know? So, so well, they, they have to be real careful. The the big idea is to have the pentakill skin. I think that would be amazing. <sighs> that would be pretty a, cool. If they could track that, if you could get a pentakill with a champion, you get a special skin. That's like way better than the legendary skin. Yeah, but. and it's got to be like you know a pentakill in a, you know not a rank necessarily a ranked game, but it can't be in a ranged game. Yeah, it's got to be a queued game. So that that would be cool. I, I love the idea of all that stuff, and only time will tell. But uh, thinking, speaking of something 
that was kind of a big deal. Let's talk about tonight's, uh, well, at least tonight as of our recording, the Pro ESL Pro Series uh, had games debuting tonight, and along with that was uh, TSM Evo showing their faces in serious competitive play for the first time, but it's also the first time that we get to see Crumbs uh, playing competitively for Dignitas, because that was the matchup, TSM Evo versus Dignitas. I know most of us have seen this game, all, or this set of games already, and there were some things about Game 2 that made it absolutely crazy, but what are the highlights out of this? Oh, there's only one big highlight. Game 2 was amazingly awesome. It was so even back and forth, and the big thing that happened was that 46 minutes into the game, it was 17 to 16. The two teams were tied at 66k, 0.6k, so down to the same tenth, you know, wow. of a k gold. They had this big team fight. All these GAs popping off everybody: the Siver, the Riven, the Jacks, and then Riven was the only one left alive. Wings of Death X from uh, from TSM, and it was it was just a crazy team fight. I believe it happens if you find it on the ESL website. It, happens like an hour and three minutes into the cast. If you can watch just that, then it's worth it. <laughs> Yo, yeah, no, Compi, you sent me a link to that, and I had to replay that, replay that one segment like multiple times just to see what exactly everything happened. Because I, like, I saw people popping up, jump around everywhere. It was just Yeah, yeah TSM got caught out of position. Like, Nocturne was able to ult to the Tristana, and was just like she jumped over the wall. It was this fight near the wolves on blue side, and it was just craziness. Yeah, and Dan didn't play Leona. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, D Crumbs played Jax. Yeah, awesome. that, that's right. The the debut of Crumbs, like the way he played with that team, and I know he has previous experience playing with all of them, but you wouldn't have even known that he was new to the team. There's no way to tell. Top top lane is single player mode. That's true. It I is hate top lane. It is campaign <laughs> mode. <laughs> I remember, I remember listening to or listening to shoutcasters talk about Crumbs. You know, saying he's able to pick up any champion and just excel with them. But it's really just you know he's playing Jax. He's the the best top player. You know, Aww. you can't you can't fail with him. <laughs> Darius wasn't allowed in this tournament, by the way. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, he was not. He was not. Um. But speaking of Darius, no, I'm not going to go into Opinus just yet. His, oh, but we will. <laughs> his brother is coming to the league. Yeah, Draven. What? Yeah. Draven. Draven. Now, before any of you like Rin says Draven, I... it's Raven with a D at the front. Okay, it's Draven. D-Raven? He's D-Raven. Well, let's leave that up to Freak when he uh, pronounces his name in the champion spotlight. Oh, yeah, so that we like, can all call like him Dravine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Drevenay, the Welcome French sorceress. Welcome to the League of Legends Champion Spotlight featuring Draven. <laughs> he's gonna be he's like a drag, is what I think. So he's Draven. Drag drag Draven. I don't know. I don't know. I I, looks, I like the sound of Draven more than anything they else. They just released his art, like his concept art, and he looks like a mix between the guy from Orange County Choppers and the the Indian guy from Street Fighter Two. I think you mean the Native American guy from Street Fighter Two. Because, yes, the Native American. Okay, because he doesn't Cher look anything Cherokee like Dalsum. Yes, the Cherokee gentleman. Right, right. <laughs> I I don't know what's up with this champion design. Um, 
just visually speaking, like I look at him and I'm like, whoa, he doesn't look like anything I've seen yet. And not in a good way. I look at him and I just say, he has a really big jaw. No, and... it's, it's, are you tired of playing your barbarian and getting owned in Inferno? Play Draven. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Ren, Morello I know you've got things. some words to say about this champion design. I do. I really usually love the style that Riot goes for, but with what they've done recently and the reason, the only reason why I would say, hey, Riot, slow down just a little bit. He feels rushed and he does. He feels like he's completely not a part of this game. And they've done a couple others before in the past that they've slowly worked in with their lore, but he just, his lore seems okay with being the brother, but I just don't like his style. Hopefully the model in game will look better, but the current art, even though it's beautiful, the art is beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but it doesn't look a part of this game. And that's, what's bothering me. Yeah. I'm, just... I'm on that same level. If you put him in his art right next to like everybody else's art, especially the earlier champions and the, you know, champions that are now over a year old, it's like, he just doesn't belong there. Yeah. No, if you look on the main website, the background looks like League of Legends art, and then you have that picture, which is beautiful, but it doesn't, like, you look at the two and you're like, this isn't the same. It's not as bright like and... Yeah, it's like Skyrim. It's like putting Rise in the middle of Skyrim. Like, what? <laughs> oh, who's saying Rise doesn't belong in, uh, as a character in Skyrim now? <laughs> Right, when I have Rin running around in Skyrim will be an interesting day, so we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but anyways, we uh, we don't know a whole lot about him other than, like, what, what did Morello have to say about him? Yeah, well, everyone immediately jumped on it. It was like, oh, it's Darius 2, and he's going to be so OP, and Morello had to get on the forums and kind of shoot people down. Apparently, he's a, quote, different role in playstyle entirely. He's going to be ranged DPS. Those weapons have a few surprises in store. So ranged DPS, does that mean AP? It mm. could mean AP or AD. But he's apparently going to be ranged, even though he's holding two weird-looking sword things. Yeah, well, if you look at those sword things, they're looking mighty symmetrical, which sounds to me like he's going to chuck them. Yeah. You know, they look like uh, two halves of a sivir bo boomerang. If you ask me. Well, that's that's what they said. He is supposed to throw his axes. <clears throat> yeah. So, and and we'll we'll see. We don't like to speculate on the nature of a new champion before he's even come out. But uh, all all I can say is like, I, he he's gritting his teeth and it looks weird. <laughs> like that's I think that's the thing I'm gonna home in on here is that he's gritting his teeth and it looks funny to me. We'll we'll see how it goes because quite frankly, quite frankly, it's a criticism that I have of uh, Darius that he like his art doesn't look to me like it fits in League of Legends, but when you get him in game, oh, he fits and he yeah. looks great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Maybe this is a good time for us to just segue into uh, the O penis for uh, Mr. Darius, as huge as it is. But, uh, like, everything about this guy is just ridiculously, insanely overpowered. This guy is way too good from his abilities all the way to his laugh about. Ha! <laughs> Look at the best, yeah. hands down, best laugh about in the entire game. Am I right? Oh. 
What about Blitzcrank? Ha ha ha. Or uh, New New Bot Lab? Ha 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 ha. You know what? No, I'm. <laughs> you 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 press you know whatever you have your laugh bound to for League of Legends, and Darius just like cocks his head back. Ha. <laughs> it's like and it's so abbreviated you just go what <laughs> yeah okay so two things about darius one we were wondering where he would go and the answer to that is actually anywhere he wants uh i've seen him top i've seen him jungle i've seen him played as a support and it works <laughs> that because was me he's so it was he's so ridiculously op and I want to start a petition to enter a new type of item into the game, um, bleed blood armor. You know, like because <laughs> that bleed is just like it's like you're what like you run back to the tower. You're like, oh, 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 I got away, and then you just watch it. You're like, it's still I'm still bleeding. <laughs> so like you so look at your saying, watch. You, you wanna, take a drink of your coke. I'm still bleeding. You want to be able to you know stop in at the uh, at the store go up to that little yordle and buy like a package of uh, like band-aids or something like that yeah no there should be a consumable in the game called gauze yeah it stops all periodic damage effects it makes you immune to them for five seconds yeah immediately reduce all dot damage done to you yeah costs 500 (laughs) gold a piece (laughs) that that might be a bit much i was thinking somewhere around 50 but um it it is uh it's not like periodic damage is a brand new mechanic but Darius makes it feel brand new <laughs> cuz it hurts yeah. so bad like you're being constantly ignited all the time by his acts of death it it really is it really is He's and like the fact certain that... types of diseases he leaves you something to remember him by <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> I was I was uh, you know casually saying this to an opponent that I was trading with at top because I picked up Darius and I'm trying to figure out just just where I want to break him most and we were just trading back and forth usually it was because I was taking them on underneath their tower at full health and if that doesn't put you off to how OP he is when we finished and I was running away and I'd get last hit by the tower because I'm just joking around I would let them know in all chat well, at least my ultimate is still up. <laughs> yeah. Because it's always up. His ultimate is always up, and it does so much damage. I don't think people realize with full stacks how much damage this guy does. No, even even one stack, like in, during the late game, if he if he's like super fed, and he only, he only needs to have like one or two stacks on him, and he'll still do monstrous damage to you. Yeah. Now, the the big problem with him that I've found is really, where do you want to focus building this guy? He's got so much damage potential, but I think I'm actually going to go the same direction as a lot of the uh, higher level uh, pro players in this. I think you build Darius, like, just 100% tanky. That you just shore up every weakness that he's got with armor and hit points and magic resist, and you just make him this gigantic walking ultimate bot. But then uh, again, I don't think it matters no. how you build him, and that's the point. <laughs> it will, it, it doesn't matter. Like everything you do, he's going to be able to wipe an entire team off the face of the map. But if you build him tanky, he's still gonna be there after the last kill. But I just I feel bad for the new summoners who like they find League of Legends website. They're like, I can play for free because I think of them as my children. You know, you you guys are all my children. You know, they log in, they play their first game, like, oh yeah, this is gonna be fun. And then Darius shows up and like kills their entire team. He's just tears. Like, why? 
Why is someone able to do this? I, I, wanted, I don't know. I just wanted to have fun playing this game. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> mommy, mommy, who's the bad guy? Who's the bad guy with the axe? He does really have a lot of the traits of some of those champions that like just punish new players. Yi, for example, in like just the cooldown, the fact that if he kills you with an ult, that he gets it back again, and it yeah. makes you wonder: is it always up if you don't know better? <laughs> The other, th but the other thing, and here's something that I observed that I don't like about Darius, and that is, we talked about this so much, he really encourages, you know, you to have to play against people with tons of hit points. Because how do you counter Darius? Because there's no I, blood armor. Yeah, there's well, there's no blood armor, and there's no armor that reduces true damage. That's why they call it true damage. How do you counter true damage? The only thing you can do is either kill the guy first or build some hit points onto your character. Did so, need to true spells. damage? What's that? I said, did they need to give him true damage? I mean, well, Compi, it was either true damage or sustainability. Really? That's the choice. <laughs> that's the choice because like, he has. That's, those are the two things the manatees brought up. Yep, because he has <laughs> uh, he has a closer. He's got the true damage. And uh, what was the other one that everyone's Passive got? Passive armor, pen, movement speed. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 up. right, right. So, yeah, so the there was, he had to be missing one thing. And so either, you know, either you give him stacking AP ratios on top of all of it, or you give him true damage. Yeah, hybrid. No, yeah, and that's the other thing is, I back to my point from last week, is that we just said it doesn't matter what items you get on him because he doesn't need anything. Yeah. Oh, wow. I uh, I think the biggest I love him so much. the biggest thing about Darius is it really does come where where do you put him? He can go everywhere, and I think that's how you play him because the most success that I've seen with Darius and the most successful Dariuses I've seen in game have taken on this idea that I'm gonna go top lane or bottom lane or wherever I'm gonna go there, but I'm only gonna stick around for as long as it's either easy for me to get farm. Or it's easy for me to kill my opponent. And the moment that it becomes hard for me to do either of those things, I'm just going to go to another lane. And I'm going to kill that guy. <laughs> because he can. He just comes out of nowhere. And, it, you know, it's deceptively good range on his gap closer, his E, where he ropes them the apprehend, where he brings yeah. the other champion in. And he gets everything in that range. You can't hide behind minions. Because he'll pull you and all the minions straight into him. Yeah. And he can do it over the wall. He can do it. Yep. Yeah. It's it's so good. But it makes for such effective ganks. Like, this is the first time that I've seen somebody top lane who really does just want to always be somewhere other than top lane. Not just as a convenience, but as, like, a gameplay mechanic. You need him in other places to create opportunities. This well, guy, when you can kill the guy across from you, and, like, every time... Yeah, you know, what do you do when he's dead? Oh, you go to another lane and kill them. Right, right. It does just get a little bit boring sometimes. It's like, mm, yeah. you know, uh. I've killed this guy so many times, he's just not even worth gold anymore. <laughs> so my options are to either give up my streak to him, or I could just go farm other lanes. <laughs> Darius is so OP. I stand by my statement last week that everyone has to play him if they're serious about competing. Not because he's great, 
I'd I'd off I'd tell you to go run away from him for that reason and please balance the game out again. But you play against him because you're going to have to play, or you you play as him because you're going to have to play against him. Oh well, we have free week coming up, so oh, it's going to be the most miserable no. free week. <laughs> it's going to be just absolutely terrible. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that. <laughs> That what they did recently in ranked that you can't play free champions unless you have them in ranked. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna I, that would suck otherwise. You know, there was a topic that I had wanted to talk about in news that we I uh, kind of skipped over there real briefly, but it uh, comes to the last two champions. We've only seen one one skin with them, and I had been talking. We had joked about how that's just because they're making the champions more overpowered, and that's where they're sending all of their uh, development time, but. Uh-huh. Let's talk just real briefly. We had two new skins come out that have kind of set a new bar for Riot. Yeah, we got oh, the yeah. new uh, Shivana skin and Sad Robot Amumu skin, which I have. I do too. <laughs> yeah, Sad Robot Amumu is so much fun, especially like his little old that like <clears throat> releases emoticons instead of like those symbols. That, yep. that, I, I thought when I saw the spotlight skin spotlight for that on youtube i just immediately just threw money at my screen (laughs) (laughs) i think that riot has figured out that people love the epic quality skins where they change up effects and more than just the look of the character but the you know the look of their abilities and everything and realize that they could probably make more money off of those skins by releasing just you know a couple more of them more frequently but also reducing the price and making them more accessible to people because let's face it 20 bucks for a skin is kind of steep but when you throw it into that 900 rp area it becomes a lot more palatable three three months ago no or six months ago when they released uh like those uh skin trailers when they're about to release a legendary skin remember the uh what was it that trinomir skin called Demon Blade Trindamir. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. They had like a, they had a trailer for that and everything. Also for like the Bloodlord Vladimir. But I feel like today's skins, they're pretty much that without, you know, all the hype. They're just like brand new skins that seem like legendary skins, <clears throat> but the same price as any normal skin. Yeah, and it makes yeah, me it feel like makes... this is, this is going to be the norm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it just I, makes I'm, all I'm... the old... <laughs> I'm all it just makes it. all the old... No, shut up, Christian. <laughs> it just makes all the old legendary skin look that much more crappy. Yeah. Usually I'm like throwing Rin, money at the screen. About... I want my money back. <laughs> Rin, you were talking about the uh the Heimer one, right? You have the legendary Heimer skin? Yes, I do. How is it? It's just it's it... sorry, I thought somebody else was gonna talk. Oh. It's um it's Honestly, I bought the um, Snowmerdinger. I have all of Heimer skins. And the Snowmerdinger and Piltover Customs is exactly the same for a quarter of the price. Uh, and, there, yeah, like you have a turret change and his skin change with um, different particles and stuff. And that's really, like, what it is. So for a quarter of the price, I like um, Piltover Customs a lot more than his legendary. Um, and it looks better. And it's just, it's so... <laughs> It's funny because it's a green butt walking around, but that's really about it. <laughs> oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, his it's head to- looks like yeah. a giant green butt. It is a giant green butt walking around. <laughs> you, 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 pay, you pay $20 for a giant green butt. I did. Because like, I had to have every Heimer skin. A drawing of a giant green butt. Yeah. 
Uh, but but those skins are very cool, and uh, for limited time only, if you pick up that Amumu skin, you also get a global laugh. Because oh, every yeah. time awesome. you laugh, everyone on the map can hear you. Yeah, there is a, for those people who don't know, there is a glitch with his laugh slash laugh. It's everyone can hear it. And it's the creepiest thing in the world. Just <laughs> sounds like the Moomoo's right next to you. It's really funny. I, I was playing with Murder Bob one game. He told me about it, and he mentions how he like <clears> laughs right before a gank. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, and that's a good uh, segue in. You know, you're about to get ganked. Let's talk about our playbook this week. The, uh, this time we're going to talk about running away and committing yourself to a fight on the other side of that. So oftentimes when we're playing games between friends or bringing in other people, and we see it all the time, even on the enemy team, you can tell that some people don't really know when they should disengage or when they should commit to a fight. The art of running away, I will tell you, as someone who practice it, practices quite often, well, it's a pretty complex decision-making map. So, before we get into the nitty-gritty, what are each of your thoughts on running away? Well, the reason I came up with this um, idea is that so I get really tired when I'm playing on a support or something, and the other two people on the, my, the two enemies in the bottom lane are attacking me, and they're trying to kill me, and my AD carry is just running away. No one's attacking that person. <laughs> no one. I mean, it's like, why? Why? You could be hitting them and killing them. One of the best ways to get kills in the game is to bait, is to try to make the enemies think they can kill you. And if you are good at running away, uh, then you can create a lot of kills for your team. But if your teammates think they need to run away too, then that's not going to happen. Yeah, all all too often, especially when you're in that role as support, where you're, half of your role as support oftentimes is to be bait. Th your teammates may mistake your running away as a reason for them to disengage, when it's really completely opposite. You're running away in a really dumb manner, oftentimes stopping to fire off spells, clearly not interested in actually getting away from the enemy teammates, they should just turn around and fire into them, get themselves two kills, but they don't. Yeah. There's Cause they're uh, jerks. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of times where, and again, here I go. Um, Heimer, especially like you're, I bait with Heimer a lot where I'll be acting like, Oh no, come get me. Come get me. I can't run. Cause he's slow. You know, and people are like, oh, my God, I'm going to murder. I'm going to stun and knock him up and blah, blah, blah. And then the teammates need to just, like, come out and either help me kite around turrets or stuff. And when you run away because you think I'm running away, it's not that. I'm kiting around turrets. Please don't run. <laughs> like, hit them. Because yeah. now I am going to die. You actually need the damage on point. Yes. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's a complex decision-making matrix, but... One of the most basic ones that it comes down to, and this is a point made earlier by Compi Off-Air, is if the enemy's not hitting you, then you should be hitting them. There's very few times where that's not the case. I mean, in a big group fight, if you know you've already lost, perhaps. But maybe you should evaluate the situation before you just jump to the conclusion that you need to be getting out of there. 
because um, especially in the early game in the laning phase if if they're not hitting you you definitely need to be hitting them yeah this yeah. is an early game thing okay when we're talking once it gets to team fight time running away that's a map awareness issue we're talking about in the early game laning uh, against you know you know there's two people there there might be a gank but something that a lot of new summoners my children uh, often mistake they mistake aggression for confidence when many times people are overly aggressive because they're insecure <laughs> what they are you saying get... copy you got something to talk about <laughs> <laughs> no no people are and you can see this in laning league of legends any moba game is 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 psychological people are overly aggressive because they don't they think they have to get all these kills in order to be good <clears throat> and this is something i learned playing playing a lot of ad carry bottom is that i'm secure in my build i'm just going to farm you know you can be aggressive to me i might be aggressive to you but uh you know i'm completely fine i don't have to get kills to be good to prove that i'm good but the other team the enemies they'll they'll be all aggressive trying to kill people and it's actually a lot of times it comes from insecurity. So knowing not to run away, knowing when to stand and fight can really capitalize on that insecurity. Because if you're on the team that's not being aggressive, then if you're a new player, you're going to run away. Oh, they're coming at us. We need to run away. They're so good at this game. But uh, it's actually that they're not good at the game. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, and and you know we running away. Oftentimes, you, you know, a fake retreat is worth so much more if, if it is a fake retreat. It's worth so much more than actually getting out of there. If you're at, sitting at half health and the enemy team has positioning on you and everything, you know, you can just sit there and be tasty and act like you're afraid when you have yeah. two teammates in the nearest bush. <laughs> That's a perfect time. For you, to, for you words, to pretend to run away. There are two words you need to learn, and you can use this in your Skype calls. Tasty and turn. Okay? If you want someone to be tasty, say, hey, man, be tasty. Right? Pretend to be overly aggressive so that you bait them into chasing you. Right? Take some hits. Um, make them think they can kill you. That's called being tasty, doing Act something stupid. Dumb. <laughs> act dumb. Yeah. So for I know for our listeners that's going to be difficult, but uh, try to act dumb and then uh, turn. If you are running away and the enemy team is following, thinking they can kill you, and they don't see you know your teammate coming in from the back, then you can say, "All right, turn." Everyone turns on them. They kill whoever's chasing and and hilarity ensues yeah and you buy time for the next person that you know is running towards you to get into the fight prime example you're playing with an ari on your team if you're running away from a fight and you know you've got people trailing you chances are ari if she's a good player or a good summoner behind the wheel all she's waiting for is for her cooldowns to come up because if they're chasing an ari like that person had better call out a turn as soon as their cooldowns are up because they can just turn around and murder somebody with, you know, one person's help. doesn't matter how low their health is. They just throw out the charm, throw out and, you know, get the extra damage on them while the other person finishes them off. And it's just that simple. You know, it's, but, but you're right. Be tasty, turn. Those two things. Learn to run away because it doesn't mean retreating and it doesn't mean disengaging. And it doesn't mean you're weak and bad at the game. 
Be comfortable with your build. Know that you, what you're doing is going to win the game. Since it's, it's all in the head. So last week we asked li- listeners to uh, tell us if they were in an anarchist revolution, which champion would they pick to lead it? And to remember that they would have to install that choice as the dictator once the uh, revolution or once the capitalist pig dogs had been defeated. So we got a whole bunch of response. I think one of the, some of the, probably the most response we've ever seen from a game, which I'm happy to see. Um, what do you think our most popular one was? Well, by far, and I love when we do this. I love the games because people who don't talk to each other send us the same answer. <laughs> Out of how many, what, 80 champions, they, they picked the same one. We had the the winner this week was Ziggs uh, because he has bombs. <laughs> because of the, uh, he would, his bombs would be a deterrent for other nations. He could easily crush the current leadership. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then you know you just throw on his uh, his what is it like Commander Ziggs, or, Ma- Major Ziggs. Yeah, Major Ziggs, yep. and uh, all of a sudden he's a war hero and perfect to lead, <laughs> right? Yeah. And since he's crazy, people said he's crazy in the mold of like King Kim Jong Il and Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, quasi suicidal. I don't know. <laughs> no, I I like that because uh, then he can at least you know he looks the part. Is I think what yeah. we're saying there. No, I, I like Ziggs. I like Ziggs. But what were some of your choices or some of the other enterta- entertaining choices we heard? Well, uh, before we... And I'm looking for it. Give me a second. Uh, one person said Talon because he's an assassin and he could assassinate, you know, the current leaders. He could <laughs> he could use his stealth to steal important paperwork. <laughs> because apparently when you're leading an anarchist revolution, important you know, paperwork is very important. You gotta get all your ducks in a row. Well, hey, you know, having a spy installed as leader, I mean, hey, it, it worked for Russia, right? Vladimir Putin. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we got a lot of uh, a lot of good responses for that. Yeah. So personally my choice, who I would like to uh, lead my revolution, I'm going with Prince Jarvan. I think this guy only makes sense because not only is he royalty and thus he can, you know, he has the birthright and he can get the people onto his side and everything. Like, this is my throne and we're fighting for it and all that stuff. But then once he's up there, well, exact same thing. He's got the birthright. He's a prince. So it's, you know, already legitimized before you even... Put him on. Uh, put him on the stage. I think he's uh, a natural candidate to. Before you execute your first detractors. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think he's just you know he's a natural choice for leading the anarchist revolution. I think he'd make a great dictator too. Well, my pick was Victor, and as soon as you said the game last week, I was like Victor because one, he's got a Russian accent, that's got dictator all over it. Two, he already talks about the glorious revolution. Um, so, yeah, he's got a laser. Oh, I, for one, welcome our new robot overlord. <laughs> and a third hand. Dang it, you took mine. <laughs> I totally thought the same thing. It took me a little bit. I'm like, who would I think to take this? And I'm like, well, maybe Vigar, because it would be funny. But <laughs> just because it would. Like, he's a Fair. tiny master of country evil. belongs to me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like this is, if the question had been, you're leading an anarchist revolution in Inspector Gadget. Oh, God! <laughs> then he would have been a great bad guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. How about you, Christian? 
Uh, this took me a while. In fact, it took me like five minutes before we started the game until I finally figured out my choice. <laughs> I'm choosing the one and only King Trindamere. Oh. And we play Anarchist Revolution. Oh, it's like you, you've got him there for like all the same reasons as uh, as um, Jarvan, except instead of a prince, you have a king. I feel like I've yeah. been one-upped here. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got whoever he's leading, they're fighting with their king. And that's like a huge morale boost right there. And now once he takes his throne, he's already king and ready to go, starting to lead a country. And of course, he has undying rage. So he can never... <laughs> so even if you try to, you know, dethrone him or anything, he's just going to chop you off. As long as he calls people knaves, I would be happy. I think all of us should be calling people knaves more often. Let's, we should, yeah, knaves should, guys. When next time you're in a game, call your teammates knaves. No, that's, <laughs> no, no, don't do like, that. Don't do that. No, say, be encouraging though. Be like, guys, come on, don't be knaves. Yeah, there we go. Let's get dragon. Don't be a knave. I like that. I like that. It's I a new tagline right there. Don't be a knave. Come now. Pull your king into battle. Get the damn dragon. Go for the nexus. To victory. <laughs> so, by the, way, by, by the way, when I do play King Trinimer, I do talk in a British accent. I don't know why. I just, I don't know. Yeah, oh, gosh, the whole it, time. Please. It helps. It helps. King Trinimer in the field of battle. <laughs> so, that that was our game for last week. Now, our game for this upcoming week, um, I, I came up with this. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm actually going to be, for next week's episode, in L.A. for E3. Uh, going out to that industry convention, try and, you know, say hello to as many rioters as I can while I'm out there, hopefully. But also get a leg up on everything else that's going on in the gaming industry from the inside. But anyone who's ever been to a big convention like this, especially one with a lot of media attention knows that there's one thing that's always present and that's booth babes so so for this week's game you are going to be setting up a booth at e3 to advertise the latest development in gaming that you're going to offer the the masses and you've got to pick champions to be your booth babes so which champions are going to be your best booth babes and why Make sure you let us know via the website, via the uh, comments, or Twitter, or even go ahead and send us an email, which is probably the best way for these kinds of things. E3 mind, booth babes. Keep in mind, they don't have to be female champions, even though all the suggestions probably are going to be. You bet mine are going to be <laughs> female champions. <laughs> so let's go ahead. Let's get into our emails for the week. First email that I've got here actually comes from a summoner named Docs the Name. And he's got a rather lengthy one here. But the gist of it goes that uh, he's playing in a game. He's playing as Darius. And things are going really well for him. Well, they hadn't been, but all of a sudden they go into a team fight. And he's just downing people. One after another after another. In fact, he gets all the way up, takes somebody out, and the announcer yells, Quadra kill! And then, out of nowhere, as he's about to close in and take on the, the last person, uh, Lee Sin, I believe, 
Compy jumps right on in there as Hecarim <laughs> spinning his thing up in the air and, you know, kicking stuff all over the place, making a mess out of things, and ace. <laughs> Compy, you dick. So, in conclusion, he writes, Compy owes him a pentakill. <laughs> how, how does that make you feel, Compy? You going out there playing with our listeners and denying them pentakills. I swear he would have gotten away. <laughs> That's what they are. Yeah. I was doing What's it to that? win the game. And I felt so much worse because he said it would have been his first pentakill ever. Oh, that's oh, rough. Wow. <laughs> First time pentakills? Oh, man. I know, Forever I like, in shame. Well, the summoners, they're my children. I feel like I bought tickets to Disney and then lit them on fire in front of their face <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, we're going to Disney World. No, we're not. So, uh, Doc's the name. You know what? I agree. Compy owes you a pentakill. So maybe we can set something up where you just kill him five times in a game and we'll record. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be great. So uh, we have another email that came in from uh, Scythe, right? Yes, Scythe yep. Knight, who uh, is kind of upset. He's kind of upset because uh, of the terms troll and feeder and feeding being thrown around like candy off of a homecoming float. Um, <laughs> and uh, his, his point is, he kind of makes a good point, is that, you know, as soon as someone gets killed first blood you know someone on the team especially if they're not from the low elo community will say feeder uh and uh he said he 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 mains katarina he loves to play katarina sometimes he gets called a troll just for picking katarina which, which i found very interesting yeah i don't understand that really? but then again he's uh scythe knight i don't think is playing on the north american servers no, he's from Europe, so yeah. he's on the European servers. Do the Europeans do not like Katarina or something? Hey, you know what? Maybe they don't like their pentakills out there. <laughs> yeah. You like to share our kills amongst other people. Yeah. I have an EU account, and I, I don't know, I don't play it often, but that just seems really odd. But people have really weird, I don't know, Yeah. Well, Ren, you need to be our you need to be our official EU server correspondent, I think. <laughs> Since you have an account, I don't even have one. Yeah, so. right. It's at level like twenty five. I'm still trying to like every time I log over there, I'm like, oh man, my IP. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but but anyways, he was talking about how uh, a lot of those terms are just overused and inappropriately overused, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah, and I agree with him. I agree with mm -hmm. him. I think it's these are just buzzwords like people to vent their anger. A lot of people think games on the internet are vehicles for them to vent their anger at their measly lives or something yeah yeah and <laughs> and i i tend to agree also now there you got to be careful there is that kind of fine line because we do the same thing in skype you know if some one of us gets first blooded we just call the other that person a feeder but we're joking yeah, we're we're all friends and have played with each other for a long time and And yeah. we get it, yeah. And there's a big difference between that and when you're playing solo queue or with people that you don't know very well, somebody dies and then you type in theater. You know, they can't hear the inflection in your voice even if the, even if you are kidding. So uh and then with everything else, you know, calling somebody a troll, uh, you know, maybe you need to give them a chance. <laughs> 
you know, give them a chance and realize that people make mistakes and don't jump to conclusions. The other side is, is that what good are you really doing by calling somebody in a game a troll or telling them that they're feeding? You're not really helping at all. It's not yep. productive discussion. Like even if it is accurate, what would comes be a from f- that's comes from that same insecurity. Yeah. What's far more useful if uh, you find yourself in a situation where you might call somebody a troll, might accuse somebody of feeding, um, or you know any other one of the millions of terms out there that you can call somebody in a derogatory fashion during a solo queue game, is once the dust settles and you have a chance, say politely in team chat, not in all chat, but let them know if there was something that you observed about that, that they might want to do differently. You know, and and you can start it off with this. Two words that'll diffuse any situation. Hey, man. Those two right there. (laughs) Like, if you were going to tell somebody, don't rush headlong into the tower looking for a double kill at level one. Like a knave. I mean, like, yeah, you're... like a knave. <laughs> like, if you were to just say that straight up, they'd just be like, why are you calling me a noob, man? Why call me a knave? But if you start that off with, hey, man, <laughs> it's like I've got easy... this theory, you know, it diffuses it, you know? <laughs> it's just like easing you in into the constructive criticism you're about to receive. Exactly, exactly. You know, someone who's typing a whole bunch in game, you don't tell them, dude, you talk too much. You say, Hey, man, you talk too much. <laughs> and really going on off of that, too, I can't tell you how many times things have gone better because you end up encouraging your teammate to get through it. Because even if you just even if they're doing really bad or they're doing something wrong, if you just go, hey, wait a second. Um, just be careful and be accepting too of constructive criticism. Don't start throwing out, oh, you're just a noob or this or that because somebody's giving you constructive criticism. Sometimes people see things that you don't. So, you know, be willing to accept it and try what pe- other people have to say. If it still goes wrong, then, you know, try to take whatever you need to to um, move for a better situation. Um, but, you know, it all comes with learning and communication and just don't don't go start like going crazy on people the more the better attitude that you have the better you will do that's just how it is how often do you feel good in a game when somebody goes hey you know what that was probably not the way to do it but let's try it again we got this we got this and usually the games turn out a lot better when everyone's in a positive attitude oh yeah that's why i stay away from ranked games because a ranked game is like people just waiting they're just they want they have like feeder typed into their chat bar already (laughs) They're just waiting for someone to die so they can hit enter. Well, but you then, know, to, to be fair, to be fair, I've uh, actually had some really positive rank games where things maybe didn't start off going so well, but I made sure, you know, in, and this is just a trait of mine, whenever our team gets a kill, especially First Bloods, anything like that, even if I didn't get to see it, I'll type in or I'll say over the chat if we're on, if we're on Skype, I'll say, well played, you know, good job, well done. Uh, you know, make sure that I recognize that they're doing something well. The other side, though, is that especially in these ranked games, if somebody does get first-blooded, you know, typing in just real quick, you'll get them next time. That can just do so much for the morale of a team. And then after everything's set, settled and done, and I've had this happen to me a couple times, we, you know what, maybe we lost, 
but somebody in the chat room actually says we may have lost, but Eat Crayons was really cool for that whole game. Which is surprising because I can get a little bit crazy when I'm actually on Skype with people. <laughs> good thing, yeah. Good th those people weren't on Skype with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's real. It's real easy to stay classy when you're playing completely anonymously because all you have to do is just hold your tongue. That's it. You know, just don't say anything. But if you want to take it that one step further, then see how you can contribute or see how you can help. When you see somebody struggling, if you know why they're struggling, let them know. But start it with a hey, man. <laughs> and I yeah. said hey, yeah. <laughs> So we've got a third email here that came in from Dynaco. This is a guy that I've played a few games with. I think, I think most of us have. Um, plays a real mean mid lane champion. Well, he went on in his email to go ahead and praise the low elo community. He did want to say that, you know, he's uh, pretty new to the game. He's only been playing for three months now, and he's been, you know, as part of the community, uh, they've really helped him to grow his skills immensely as a player. And it's it's been especially rewarding to finally group up with people who aren't arguing cursing, AFKing, or ruining games like he finds in the solo queue and solo ranked queues. Um, he also says that I'm just in love with the mid lane support gameplay, and I would love to become an exceptional player, who wouldn't, over time, but I'm always curious if it's best to focus on a particular trait, or should I be learning to go uh, jack-of-all-trades um, and play every role. I know I play with Compi quite a bit and a few times with Chris and Jeff, but if you have anything to help my, me further my gameplay, I'd love to hear it, being that I'm still new to the game and trying to learn as much as possible. So this is a great question for us, I think, because between us, we've kind of done it all. I think of you as a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, Compi. I mean, now you've got your specialties, but how do you think that's uh, worked out for you? And if you did it over again, what would you do differently? My goal was to buy all the champions. And I hit that last year. Uh, and once I did, you know, I, I played all different roles. And I think that's, I learned a lot of valuable things. But I don't want to discount specialization. Because there were times where I wish I had specialized and just stuck to one role. But uh, I don't know. I think I think however you think would be the best way for you just to do that. If you want to specialize, the one thing about specialization, the drawback is that if you're playing with friends, uh, like when we play three, four, five games in a row, you know, it's playing the same role over and over again gets really boring. Um, so we like to switch it up. But uh, that's really the drawback. You can learn uh, the game really well just by playing against people. But if you really want to know how to kill someone, you have to play them. Like, take Jeff, your two champions you play most are Warwick and Teemo. Yep. When you go Teemo and you lane against a Warwick, it's just... <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know everything he's going to do, why he's going to do it. And it's just... So, my... Personally, I think playing all the champions is the way to know how to beat them. And, and I tend to agree. Now, I, I will say, like you said, there's a something to be said about specializing. Um, you know, I, I actually specialized, you know, long, long ago and I started out in the jungle. That's pretty much where I made level 30 was in the jungle. And as a result, 
if you put me in the jungle, I've got great map awareness. I know what's going on. I've got a handle on every timer on the map, and I know where I'm supposed to be at any given time. Now, the downside of that is that while I might be a huge asset in the jungle, the moment that I go top lane or I go bottom lane as like an AD or as a bruiser, suddenly I just become an idiot. An absolute blithering <laughs> a, idiot. A knave. <laughs> yes, I become a knave. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's like everything I've learned goes out the window. You know, I'll be getting ganked by people that I saw coming up the river like 20 seconds earlier. Why? Because I'm not paying attention. Because I'm out of my element. I'm not used to it. I'm too focused on this crazy idea that you people in lane have of last hitting minions. <laughs> 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 and, you know, as a result, my performance, especially compared to how well I do in the jungle, is subpar. And where that really gets me into trouble, and where it can really get you into trouble as a specialist, is if I go and I play with other people, or people other than my regular group, especially if I solo queue, my personal elo is ranked off of my performance as a jungler almost entirely. And if I go any role other than that, then suddenly I'm playing at a much lower ranked level against people at my jungle rank level. So not only have I put myself behind by being a specialist and not knowing all the roles inside out, but I'm playing against people who are better than me at those roles, most likely. And that's that creates a real frustrating situation. So I would actually encourage you to go ahead, specialize, know the, know the roles. No, I'd, I'd tell him to keep on playing <laughs> mid because I've seen this guy play mid and he does really well. Play mid, play support if those are the ones that you love. But you no, need you to get out there count. and you need to step outside your box and play other champions frequently, especially with friends where you can kind of get carried by their performance and just say, hey, I'd really like to try this role. Step outside, try it a little bit, at least enough to understand it. One thing you could do, Dynico, find a champion. Like what you could do, just find a champion that specializes in each lane, and just play those champions. Because that's what I do. Oh, he could just when play I... Darius, <laughs> <laughs> and just or take him just, everywhere. Just play Darius, but no. Like I, I have like a champion for each role in each lane. I, I play Ari mid, I play Jax top, I play Tristana bottom, or Lulu support bottom. I I just like have and in the jungle I play Lee Sin, Amumu, whatever. And I, I I choose those specific champions as just like every once in a while I keep playing them at, at a frequent pace so that I'm familiar with everything that happens in the game yeah so you've got you've always got a backup because one of the worst situations you could get yourself is uh playing in a solo queue situation or even a ranked solo queue situation and somebody else picks up your preferred role yeah that, that's why i try to like i said before uh play each role evenly yeah at, no, it's so I think I think the way what we're going where we're going with this is it's okay to specialize, but you need to be diverse enough to perform in other roles effectively. So good feedback there, guys. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move on to our uh, class act for the week, and then we'll do some summoner shoutouts. So th this is kind of our ultimate shout out each week. And uh, Compi, I think we've got somebody in mind for this one. 
Yes, we do. Um, and we want to make this week's class act Udda. Uh, and he's been with us from close to the beginning. Almost as soon as we opened the chat channel, Udda was always in there uh, entertaining us with his tales from down under. He's Australian. Uh, so he's always on at weird times. But <laughs> well, he has a cool what, accent. You, but you know what? Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're on weird times as well. So Yeah, we are. We are. But... Yeah, and he was really great in uh, in Ice and Timo's cast last week, or was that Saturday? Uh, he w- he was the unofficial official team captain of Team Two, so it would be like me and Garrett, and then other random people on Team One every time. And he was always Team Two captain. He was making sure everyone in Team Two was in Skype together, and he, you know he kept playing on Team Two even though. They were losing. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you, I like Uta because he, you know, one, he's got a little bit of a dry sense of humor, which I can identify with. But the other side is, is that he really does just step up to the plate when it comes time to do exactly that. When he's participating in these, you know, these arranged 5v5s, he'll raise his hand and say, yeah, I'll get this team together. You know, I'll make sure that they're all on the same page. And then when the next game comes around, even if the last one didn't go his way, he raises his hand again and says, all right, guys, let's get back in there and let's do it again. And he does it with an accent. Yeah. (laughs) From the future. Yeah, from the future. Like, that is so cool. Not only does he have an accent, not only does his his, uh, toilet flush the wrong direction, but... (laughs) Dude, he like everything he does is in the future. <laughs> yeah, and this no, is why is you're a, this is why you're a class act of the week. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're Uta. You're a class act because I don't know how time zones work. But but he already knew that because he's in the future. He's so. already listened to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, before, yeah. Don don don. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think the the key traits for people to pull away from Uta, this week's class act is you know when the when the opportunity knocks and you're comfortable with being a leader then accept what comes with it you know the good times and the bad and when you take your knocks you just get back up have a good attitude about it and keep on going i i really like that about Uta, and uh b- besides his loyalty to the show i think that that's really what distinguishes him as an outstanding member of the community. Yep. Yay, Ada. Wait, didn't we have a sound? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That was the sound. Um, we got an Ada. email from him, right? Yeah, yeah. And he just talked, I mean, he's just talking about how great the community is and that, you know, he listened to other podcasts and tried to get into the community and they they didn't have any interest in, in building a community. But, uh, and that he likes, uh, he likes, he calls uh, our chat channel home now, and uh, it's kind of hard to imagine playing League of Legends without it, <laughs> which I agree with. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, and and he's just he's all about the staying classy, and uh, yeah. All right. This is a great email. Uh, he's going to be forming a a uh, low elo ranked team. So, if you're interested in that, totally uh, with our blessings, guys. Yeah, so it won't be a fake one. So this yeah. one will be real. Yep, it'll be real, and uh, we're behind him 100%. You know, you want to go make a low elo ranked game? I have no doubt that you will represent us very well. I look forward to I look forward to your success. 
So with that, let's go ahead and get into uh, some of our shout-outs for iTunes Store, five-star five star stuff. Yeah, we had uh, Bloodsin 2K10, uh, loves the podcast, uh, likes the in-game chat. Bykiv, right, loves, uh, loves it. Thank you for that. Uh, no one you know says, the only thing I have to say is 10101001110. I, I don't speak binary. You guys speak binary? Oh, give it to me and I can decode it. <laughs> okay, okay. Awesome Sauce. Played a few games with him. Uh, thanks for the review. Uh, Salbe97. Why Hecarim no have Pinkie Pie skin? I agree. I think Hecarim <laughs> should have a Pinkie Pie skin, but that it should be Fluttershy instead. And Doom Legend. Uh, yeah, thanks guys for the great reviews. Yeah, and always remember, those reviews on iTunes, it keeps us up on top. So if you haven't done so already, go ahead. If you're already an iTunes user, give us those five stars. If you happen to be listening to us on an iPhone or on an iPad, it's even easier. You just go into the store where you download us, click those five stars, and give us a review. Tell us what you think, because this is where we go, among other places, for information on just how well we're doing and whether or not there's some new ideas for us to go ahead and pick up and turn into segments on the show or turn into other ideas on the site. Speaking uh, Christian of which, had a uh, Christian had a international one, didn't you, Christian? Huh? Didn't you say you had an international person that wanted to shout out? Did I? I don't even remember. Uh, well, I think <laughs> Rin had someone to give a shout out to. I did. Um, there is one of my followers that has actually been your follower even longer. Um, he's an active role player on um, Tumblr. He's Jax on there. Uh, Mr. Hacha is his summoner name. Um, just a shout out to him because he said he really loves you guys and he was super jealous. He was just talking to me. He's like, Rin, I can't believe you got on low elo and I totally love them. I've listened to him every single day. So that's really a shout out to you guys and a shout out to him because he absolutely loves you guys. Oh. So you just, know, just throwing that out there. If he's uh, ja if he's Jax in the RP community, Christian, I think you uh, owe him a shout out in uh, your Jax voice. <clears throat> Mr. Hotcha. You're one piece of a champ. That's all I gotta say about you. <laughs> I didn't even know I had a Did I have a Jack's voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you're just talking your like super manly voice. Who wants a piece of the champ? Right. That yeah. voice. That voice. All right. Well, yeah. And those shout outs, we love doing them because uh, just as much as you guys recognize us, the community is what really makes us a uh, podcast. You know, that's the reason that we continue to do this. So we want to make sure that you are recognized on every episode. So we've had some changes recently to the website. At much behest from Compi, I've gone ahead and installed a simple forum module. If you haven't checked it out already, head over to the website. You can now subscribe for free, of course. Uh, go ahead, put in your information, sign up. We'll send you a confirmation email, and you can then... Go ahead, join us for a discussion on the forums. You can even subscribe to site updates so that you can get an email every time that we go ahead, post a new episode, or perhaps an email every time we post a new blog or anything else on the other pages. Go ahead and check us out there. We're all active, and we've got people from the chat room already joining in. It's turning out to be pretty cool, and that's at www.loelo.com. 
You yeah. can also go ahead catch us on Twitter. You can catch me as Eat Gamer, Dave as Low Elo Dave, Christian as CTF nineteen ninety, and Rin as Rin the Yordle. Feel free to email each one of us. I'm Jeff at lowelo.com, Christian at lowelo.com, and Dave at lowelo.com. We love to hear what you have to say. It's the perfect way to go ahead and throw us some questions that we can go ahead and answer, either personally or on the show. You can also go ahead, give us the submissions for your game each week or anything else that you might have for us, whether it's fan art, clips, replays, funny movies, whatever you like, go ahead, send it our way. We'd love to share it with the rest of the community. The other way that you can go ahead and give us some information is, of course, leaving us those reviews, which we greatly appreciate. But the most interactive way to be a part of the community is every time you join up in-game, Join the Low Elo chat room. It's all one word, L-O-W-E-L-O. We've had a whole bunch of people in there, and that's where you can go not only to catch a game with us every now and then, but also to start taking taking part in this remarkable community where we've got people creating games who have the interests just like you, keeping it classy. It's also the place you can go to start participating in our arranged 5v5s, and see if a game of yours can get shoutcasted by a couple of our community members, Timo Tactics and Ice Dark Knight, who have been doing just an absolute awesome job with that, and we look forward to working more with them in the uh, future. Those those are really fun. If you guys want to get in on those, they uh, do a schedule. They do every Wednesday and Saturday. Hop into the Low Elo chat, and you can get a chance to play against Compi. I'm always there for those. I love them. Uh, and uh, Jeff is there for some, Christian is there for some too. So if you want to play with or against us uh, on TV, <laughs> being shoutcasted, then go ahead and join on, on Wednesday and Saturday. Yeah, it, it is a lot of fun, and I love being a part of those when I can. Um, but what really makes the difference is even if I can't participate directly, I get to jump in and watch the stream of it being commented on and it's really cool seeing members of the community and then Dave or Christian or others that I know being shoutcasted just like uh, the pros and to suddenly realize that you know what you're a lot closer than you think to having that kind of spotlight it's very yeah, and very some cool of the games have been some of the games have been really close nail-biting games they've been good yeah it's it's absolutely a blast so with that said and all bases covered, go ahead, we'll say goodbye. This has been episode 23. I'm Jeff Wyckoff, a.k.a. Eat Crayons. With me as usual has been Dave, a.k.a. Compy386. Say goodbye, Dave. <laughs> goodbye, I said I was going to do it. I said I was going to do it every <laughs> single time. Christian, a.k.a. All Your Base 123. Goodbye, Dave. And Rin, a.k.a. Rin the Yordle. Goodbye, Dave. Oh, I mean, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We look forward to playing some games with you in the chat or seeing you on the website. But in the meantime, stay classy, Summoners.
You ever listen to a record, Christian? Yes, I have listened to a record, <laughs> all right. <laughs>